Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, uh, Editorial Director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Jessica Guernsey. She is the urban and contemporary fantasy writer. She's also an amazing slush pile reader with 10 years experience. And believe me, we're going to pick her brain to see what editors are looking for in those slush piles. And if you want to find her at a convention, she's not difficult to spot. Just look for the extrovert. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Hey, not bad, not bad. How you doing, Jessica? You paused me up. You like laughed. And I was like, well, you've seen this. You haven't heard me say that before? <laughs> I still think you're funny, Kelly. I still think you're funny. <laughs> okay, your bribe is in the mail. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I needed that to feed my children. That's right. That's right. Yeah, writing's not cutting it yet, right? (laughs) (sighs) I know. That's why we all have other jobs, too. It's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Welcome to writers. Writing is only one of the jobs. One of the jobs. Yeah, if we've learned anything from these podcasts, that's true of everyone I've interviewed, even the ones who've done this for 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, at one point I had four jobs. I saw it come up on my Facebook post, that um, my Facebook memories. It's like, oh, four years ago today, I quit one of my jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a good day. <laughs> it was triumph. It's like, yay, now I only need three jobs to feed my kids. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, let's start right off because we want to know, what is a slush pile reader? Okay. So when you submit a manuscript to a publisher and it has not been requested, meaning you haven't met the editor or the agent or anyone else from the company, and they haven't said, yeah, send me your manuscript. It is what is called an unsolicited manuscript. And that gets squished down and it goes to slush. So the slush is all the unsolicited manuscripts. So what I read is that. So I go through the list and I, you know, click on the files and I see if it meets our guidelines. Sometimes I read the entire thing. Sometimes I don't have to read much and I give it a rating and I pass it on. So my boss, who is an amazing and wonderful person, will uh, either give it a thumbs up and it goes to another slush pile reader or it goes up to an editor or it gets a lovely form rejection letter. Nice. So I am, I like to tell people that if you follow the uh, hero's journey, I am your first threshold guardian on the road to being published. That's awesome. That's a great description. If you don't know what that means, don't submit a book to me because I'm the wrong publisher. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was very succinctly put. I guess you've been doing this a few years, huh? How long have you been doing this? I get asked this a lot. So <laughs> I've been working for one particular, for Shadow Mountain, I've been with for four years. And the one before that, actually, I realized I, I've been there eight years. Wow. So, so now I'm actually at 12 years combined experience so yeah so and I've also helped out a couple of people when they've done an anthology and just helped them whittle down the influx (laughs) you know what that's like Kelly oh yeah I'm pretty much well aware right now Chris Dragonship (laughs) is having so much fun doing that right now yes yes we pulled people from legions to be slush pile readers so I might have them contact you so they get some hints and tricks sure absolutely well, I'm wondering, with all this experience with slush pile reading, because you're a writer as well, what have mm-hmm. you learned as a slush pile reader that has helped you with your own writing? Um, which brand of Kleenex best sops up my tears? Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, see, I can I can look at somebody else's writing and be like, yeah, that's strong. That has a really good storyline. The characters are on. This is good. The stakes are good. And I look at my own writing and go, yep, those are words. So I have a hard time telling if my writing is any good, but I will say I have learned what not to do in a query letter. <laughs> Definitely. I've learned that. Yeah. Query. I, I, sometimes I would rather write another book than write a query letter. Query letters are the worst. They're really, that's, this is why I like short, short fiction. Cause when you submit to an anthology, it's not really a query letter. It's just kind of a, hey, I'm excited for the anthology. Here's my story. Hope Here's my like story. <laughs> I like those yeah. too. I will tell you, I don't even read the query letter for the short stories. You don't have to. Mm-mm. Novels you do, but a lot of people think that you don't really 
you don't really need a query letter. Um, I have had lots of people where it's just a couple of lines and essentially boils down to, hey, this is my book that I wrote. You should publish it. And they don't even tell me their name. They don't even tell me the genre. They don't tell me the word count. I get nothing. And so I'm going in this manuscript cold. And, and sometimes that's a scary place to be because sometimes it's a 14-page manifesto with no punctuation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Have you ever rejected anyone just because the query letter? No, I, I don't reject based on query letter. I always read the manuscript. Excellent. Lisa, my boss, has probably done that, though. Well, again, more experience. We were mm-hmm. talking about that earlier before the interview, that once you're doing this for a few years, um, you get a little quicker in your decision making. Oh, no, wait. I take it back. There have been people have, that have been rejected because in the query letter, they tell us their story has been previously self-published. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. We don't do that. Yeah. Nope. That I understand. That I understand. Sometimes I search just in case because they don't Mm -hmm. always tell you. But I only search if I like the story because I'm not going to go through all that work if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they don't always tell you. And so I I will search. I found one actually today that um, was uh, uh, published fully on Mm -hmm. a fan fiction website because it is actually a fan fiction for a popular video game. Ah. But the submission that they sent to me has the names changed, but it's the same story. So it's like, already nice been try. fully online elsewhere. So That's hilarious. They're trying, man. They tried. They tried. Let's see. We have, uh, um, let's see. Oh, Kit Falbo is on. Oh. Kit, Kit's feeling sorry for the slush readers that uh, rejected <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, that is a fear. That is a great fear, actually. Yeah, but you know what? As a, you know, reading all these submissions, I always, what I would like to see, I think would be the coolest thing ever, is everyone's like, oh, they rejected, how could you reject Harry Potter? However, we've seen the finished, published, or polished, published version. Who Mm -hmm. knows what it looked like when it came in that inbox? Well, not just that, but Harry Potter was groundbreaking. There wasn't much like it. And so you look at it and you're like, I got nothing to compare it to. There's nothing on our catalog. You know, it could have been a slush pile reader and like, we mostly do YA. This is not YA. And they, then that's a no, you know? So there's different reasons that it got rejected. Yep. And you know, maybe she didn't attach the file properly. We've, we've rejected people for that. Like I got a JPEG once that was uh, the attached manuscript was actually a picture of how an info docu docu picture graphic infographic that's the word I'm a writer uh, <laughs> infographic on how to download Google Docs that the, that was their submitted manuscript uh, so there's people who do it wrong so it could be she did it wrong you don't know you don't yeah know. we don't know there's so much there's so much um, let's see. Uh, Magneto Mage um, says, those are words. Yep, yeah, they completely relates, completely relates. And let's see, Wet Ninja has a question. Um, They want to know, what is the number one piece of advice I should put in my query letter? A number one piece of advice for what should be in your query letter? I'm sure that's Um, what she meant. Like I said, I just read them. (laughs) Research. Do your research. Um, Know the name of the person you are submitting to. Know what that company publishes. Our company... We do clean romance. We do proper romance. We get erotica a lot. We don't publish that. So there's things, know what you're looking for, you know? Know what the company publishes. Know what their guidelines are. If they say, you know what? Not so much with the paranormal teenage romances, please. And you have a paranormal teenage romance, maybe don't submit it there. There are other places that could you can submit it. So do your research, know who you're submitting to, and know what they're looking for. And that's going to that's gonna lend you, that's going to get you far. Makes sense to me. And what's the most important things that should be in the query letter? You already mentioned genre. Oh, okay. Four things. Okay. Ready? Yep. Everyone, get your pens ready. <laughs> your hero. You, you'd think that'd be self-explanatory. You're not, it's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> your, the hero's goal. The hero's they obstacles okay. and the stakes. Okay. Hero, mm-hmm. goal, obstacles, and the stakes. Those should definitely be in there. You, If you get it really succinctly, you can do that as your elevator pitch. Or you 
fill it out to a paragraph, and that's your query letter right there. So you got to have those four things to really get me intrigued. It can be a, a poorly written query letter, but if you manage to get across that you have an interesting twist to your story or an interesting aspect, chances are I'm going to spend more time on your manuscript because I'm waiting to see how you do it. So if I know, ooh, it's got that cool twist, let's see how it plays out. I will read further. If I don't know about that cool twist because you're trying to surprise me, yeah, <laughs> I might stop reading because it's not living up to what I want. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good advice. Let's see. Uh, oh, oh, Omari says she has a 500,000 um, word manuscript. Can she send wow, that to you? Oh, that's, that's um, good for you. <laughs> Uh, for those you know, of you not understanding sarcasm, that's a hard no, uh, <laughs> which Mari oh. understood, which is why she put it in there. Kelly, you, you forgot to mention the, the 100,000 long, 100,000 word long prologue that it includes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yes. I mean, that's right. you, you got to have this, the prologue or it doesn't make any sense, right? That's right. So, um, we got one submitted a little while ago. Um, uh -oh. It was a YA fantasy. Um, 750,000 words. <gasps> and I'm like, that is not a man. That's a series. <laughs> and that's a long series for YA. Also, um, there wasn't really any conflict. It was a happy story about friendship. It's beautiful. I didn't make it past page 12. <laughs> friendship was the real treasure. For that writer. You know that's what? I, and I hope she had a good journey or he, mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was male or female. I hope they had a gooder journey writing that manuscript. I hope they I hope they learned a lot about the writing process and their next one's going to be stronger and it's going to do well. I mean, they're what, a quarter of the way to the million or <laughs> they're almost to a million already. I mean, they're <laughs> quarter. Oh. Yeah. yeah, one more series, they'll be over the threshold. It'll be awesome. Exactly. Or sorry, one more book. <laughs> and then we'll hand them the standard rich and famous publishing contract that we give all of everybody, you know? That's right. <laughs> What? I thought that was a myth. No, it's real. <laughs> it's gold and it like sings. Someday. Little angels circle around it. And now you're a writer. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Well, you are a writer and you are published officially. I don't know how shiny your contracts were, but I know. <laughs> so I would, I'm None going to ask you the same question I ask all the writers is where do you get your ideas? Mostly when I'm trying to fall asleep. Um, I ask, what if? Doesn't that keep you up? Yes, it does. And in fact, my husband gets really sick of me getting out of bed and he thinks, where are you going? I'm like, I got an idea. And I'm not like, I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, dang it, I got to go write this down. And he's like, oh, my. He keeps the bed warm. He's very generous that way. Oh, but uh, yeah, so, oh, where is it? I had it just here. Of course, now that you ask, I can't find it. But I also keep little notebooks on me. And oh. I have a um, note file on my phone. So whenever I, like, hear a snippet of a conversation or I see someone, like, oh, my gosh, that person has to be a book character. Or I get an <laughs> idea just, like, sitting at a red light, which has happened before. You know, mm -hmm. like, why is that guy, why does he have seven dogs in his car? You know, that kind of thing. You just ask, what if? Well, what if he stole those dogs? You know, and that's a story. That's a story. It's a whole story right there. Serial dog napper. He's going to reform his ways with true love. <laughs> the woman who has multiple cats. No, it's, it's, I ask what if. And, you know, I see something interesting. I'm like, huh. Well, what if this happens next? And that's where I get a lot of my ideas. That's Except awesome. for the pirate one. X marks the spot. Um, that one was based on my actual ancestor who was a well-known pirate and, in fact, has a brewery named after a rum distillery named after him in the Bahamas that I visited. No way. <laughs> so that story is based on this apocryphal, it's probably apocryphal, I don't know. Um, I couldn't find fun. any, like, facts. I could only find versions that my family has told for years and years. <laughs> Um, so fun. So my best friend from high school just texted to tell me that she's on. So oh my gosh, Kelly, hi! So okay, <laughs> so exciting. Tell her to but, log um, in and ask a question. <laughs> I don't 
if she is. She might be logged in. I don't know. She didn't say. But uh, uh, yeah, so that that one came from my own um, knowing the stories. Uh, uh, and, and believe me, we've got some weird stories in our family history. My mom is kind of a uh, genealogy guru. She helps people who have hit roadblocks in finding their family history. She helps them get past the roadblocks and, and connect all those links. So she's got some amazing stories, not just from our family, but from people she's helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I get some ideas from just crazy, crazy true stories, too. Huh. Well, you know, speaking of crazy stories, I know you've run into a few celebrities in your time. <laughs> <laughs> you have okay. some fun stories. I wonder if you wanted to share one of those. Okay. I will not share the one about Vanilla Ice because we are friends on Facebook. <laughs> and I don't want him to ban me. Yeah, this is being recorded. Uh, maybe I should uh, remind you this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I was a wee lass, um, I lived in a, in a uh, suburb in Colorado. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dad's my promise. It's not the Rona. And, um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not contagious over Twitch. We're okay. <laughs> and if you were a child in, in, in suburban America and you did a fundraiser for your school, most likely you had to go door to door selling the world's finest chocolates, which they weren't that fine. <laughs> And I was super, super competitive and I had lots of siblings. So as soon as I got home from school, me and my brother would like run and we'd start going door to door and selling chocolates as fast as we could. And we had very strict rules about which side of the street you're on. So I'm up several blocks from my house. My brother's on the other side of the street, keeping an eye on him, making sure he doesn't cheat. And I get to this normal house, probably knocked on this door before, I don't remember. And I ring the doorbell and it sounds like a crazy duck. It is the weirdest doorbell I have ever heard. So I sit there and giggle because, like I said, I'm like six. I don't remember how old I was. And then I ring like the doorbell. You wouldn't again. giggle now. <laughs> I would totally giggle now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird doorbell. I love weird doorbells. I mean, I have a doormat that says definitely not a trap door. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I ring the doorbell again. And again, it's just this crazy duck sound. I'm like, this is so weird. And so I stand there for a little while. And no one's coming to the door. So I ring the doorbell again. And I'm just like cackling on this front step just because the doorbell is just crazy. And it's, I'm easily amused. So the fourth time I ring the doorbell, the door opens. And standing there is the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. I remember her blue eyes just, and I just probably stared at her for a little while. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be you when I grow up. And I just, she was just gorgeous, so beautiful. And so I do my little spiel. We're trying to sell chocolates for school. Mommy, please buy some. And she's like, oh, um, this is my mother's house. I'm just visiting. She's not home. So I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, bye. And I, I just leave. And I didn't even apologize for obnoxiously ringing her doorbell. <laughs> so um, it was, wasn't until probably a decade later then I was doing some uh, reading up on some of my, my childhood heroes. And I saw that um, when Linda Carter was going through her divorce, she stayed with her mother, who lives in Colorado. I met Wonder Woman. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. And I rang her doorbell four times. <laughs> <laughs> And she didn't even laugh. I mean, what was she thinking? She probably thought I was the paparazzi. That's <laughs> she true. She thought I was some horrible person that had tracked her down uh -huh. and wanted an interview. But she looked amazing. So if I had been a horrible person that wanted an interview, she would have looked stunning in that interview. <laughs> and she was probably just cash. Probably was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. Where when I'm cash, I look homeless, you know? That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, you you know. You've yeah. seen. You've yeah. seen. Yeah, we you've do. Been on those, you've been on those Zoom calls. Hmm? <laughs> it's a little scary. It's nice being a writer. We have to take one good picture to go in the books. And after that, we're good. That's <laughs> true. It's true. And until we start a podcast, what were we thinking? I don't know. You've seen that app that where it's like cartoon me. I kind of want to make that my new headshot. I think that'd be fun. It could be fun, huh? Yeah. Depends on what I you're writing. Better. I don't know. I like the one you gave me because you have that look in your face that so says Jessica. Totally, says Jessica. Um, so, you know, speaking of writing, what project that's in progress or not started are you most excited about? 
Oh, okay. So the one I have in progress that is actually, <laughs> I've submitted my edits and is moving towards production. It's called Particular Passages. And it's a collection of 15 authors. And we're all kind of, you know, took the stories that, that we really like, we're, we're pretty proud of. And we put in this book. And it's a little bit of an introduction. Um, the thing I love about anthologies is that it's a way to meet new writers. It's kind of like a test run for a new writer. You're not like locked into that whole novel. It's just a little. And I've, I've met a couple of my favorite authors that way by finding a short story. Usually I read the anthology because it had a Jim Butcher short story in it. But then I found, you know, like Kat Richardson, and I love her, and, you know, Patricia Briggs, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. So <laughs> I found some really good authors by reading right. the short stories. Mm -hmm. So this is just kind of an exploration of other authors, and maybe you'll find your next favorite. Mm -hmm. So that's particular pack passages, and I'll post that when it comes out, but I don't have an official release date, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's actually a reworking of my pirate story that I just told you about. Um, yeah. I had a, a word limit on, on that one. I couldn't go mm -hmm. over a certain word count. And in particular passages, I can say all the things. So it's a, it's a little bit of a deeper um, story than the one that's in you're going to have to visit the, the I guess, distillery in this case. It's, it's rum, right? So you're going to have to yeah. visit the distillery and, like, you know, bring them a copy. Okay. Rum distilleries are really boring because you can't actually see what's going on. It all takes place inside a barrel. Yeah, but, I mean, that happens in the, in the breweries, too. It's all inside big stainless. Yeah. And I will tell you, my husband and his best friend who just logged on, Henry, they will sit there and drool over the stainless. Yeah. And you're just like, that's, wow, it's smelly in here. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> uh, it's because you don't drink rum that's why it's, that's why. it's honestly yeah and everyone's just like okay yeah, yeah. nice casket where's the bar yeah. <laughs> like let's look at the gift shop you know that's awesome does that mean you're not going to go to family business come on now family business no, brewery not, is awesome not, not really the family business it's not owned by our family it's just named after the pirate no 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 i mean um um jensen's brewery oh oh no i will go there and i will awkwardly stare at jensen don't get me wrong i will do that i only go when i'm pretty sure he's not going to be there why because i would like melt so my husband yeah. and i go oh yeah and looking into his face is like looking into the sun I, yeah mm -hmm. see i can't do it forget it so mm -hmm. but i love the brewery's gorgeous there's a playground for the kids they've got food there they have um everything's under these old old oak trees with yeah, lights in it pictures. and tables it it's beautiful we go once we used to go more often but you know covid <laughs> um but it's beautiful and we go and we bring board games and my husband Aren't and I will just sit there Houston? and isn't that and it's in it's Austin. Austin. So that's only like two and a half hours away. So we'll oh. go out there and spend a weekend and have a great old time. Yeah. All right. Highly Next recommend. Next time I go to Dallas, we'll meet up in Austin. We'll meet in Austin. That's perfect. I'll show you around. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just in case y'all missed it. We're, we're a little bit of supernatural fans. So yeah, Jensen and Jared and Misha are kind of on our radar. <sighs> just a little bit. Um, and they have cider for me because I don't like beer. So it's nice. Oh, I like them. Nice. And you can drive us home. So it'll be great. <laughs> Perfect. You know, I was the designated driver all through college. It's okay. Right? <laughs> it'll be a reprise. It'll be awesome. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, let's see. Uh, so of the few short stories that you talked about, which one is your favorite? Oh. That's like asking which one my favorite child is. Okay, no, I have a favorite child, seriously. <laughs> you met my kids. <laughs> yeah, I have favorite children. It just switches per day, and whichever no, one's not driving no, me is crazy is the other one. Mine stayed the favorite since they turned into teenagers. The youngest is not a teenager yet. She's ah. She is my favorite. Almost, um, though. Oh, that, that's really hard because I love them for different reasons, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I'm going to say probably my first short story that I got published, um, which is in Undercurrents, mm -hmm. an anthology of what lies beneath. It's sea monsters and facing your fears. Mm -hmm. And mine is told from the perspective of a woman who is trying to track down the sea monster that killed her mother when she was a child. The reason why she ended up being adopted out and, and lived her whole life away from her hometown because 
you know, her mother had been killed and she finds it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so you must read it undercurrents. And yeah, by the way, that one my favorite because it's my first publishing credit. Well, okay. Yes. Besides I got published in magazines in college <laughs> and then a couple of not great apologies way back when I was a mommy blogger so uh, it's my first like legit publishing credit and and also I got to work with Lisa Mangum as the editor and I just love her so she's amazing she is pretty so, awesome. yeah. I agree. let's see if you could spend the weekend with one of your characters who would it be and where would you go we've already ruled out rum brewery <laughs> so not I don't there. Know. He was a pretty cool pirate. His name was Pius John Watling because he was religious. Pious. Huh. He did not gamble or allow drinking or cards on his ship on the Sabbath. And he didn't sail on the Sabbath. So being on a ship might be kind of cool with him. Um, let's see. And the pirates didn't throw him overboard? I'm confused. <laughs> well, he wasn't a very good captain. <laughs> He wasn't a captain for very long. <laughs> okay, I, I understand now. Um, let's see. But he took over. Oh, now, now you're asking me hard questions. He took over from a very famous pirate, Bernard Shaw, I want to say. That's an author, isn't it? Uh-huh. Okay. Doesn't mean it wasn't a pirate, too. I mean, who knows? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, oh, gosh. You know what? I am writing this short story for this really cool anthology called Misspelled. And I, I gotta say, I really like not the main character, but like his mentor figure. He's pretty cool. So he's seen a lot. So I think I would like to hang out with him and just listen to his stories. Maybe learn a couple magic tricks. You know, that could be fun. Now so I really want to read that story. March thirty first. <laughs> March thirty first is the deadline. I know. I know. It's on my calendar. All right. Perfect. Um, let's see if you could, I asked you that one. So what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? So before I became a writer, I had a cake decorator Era before. <laughs> so I really love decorating cakes. I love baking. Baking is my big stress relief, but just, you know, making art with frosting. Cause I could never make art with like real art supplies is just, it's a lot of fun and I love it. So baking is as huge, um, baking, not cooking. I do not cook. Do not come to my house for dinner. You will regret it, but dessert will be amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like when I get stressed out a lot, I bake. So yeah, I, yeah. I love baking and you I really must be on a lot of people's best friend list. For yeah. <laughs> I show my love through carbs. I mean, <laughs> come on. Oh, I love it. I love it. Actually, my very next question, because I remember you used to be a baker, and I at Superstars, you told me how to make a ganache. And I was yep. like, wait, that's it? It's that easy? And you were like, yep. yep. I'm like, very I don't know easy. why I've been putting it off. <laughs> and if you whip it, you got truffle centers. So there you go. Look at all the things you learn. So I'm wondering with this baking, have you ever used it, all these skills, um, the knowledge for that? Have you used it in any of your writing? Uh, you know what? I tried. <laughs> I tried. Oh, no. I wrote a story about a bake-off where someone gets poisoned, and it was... It was a good try. It was a good effort. It was a good effort. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, maybe I ought to. I, I Maybe I ought to. I ought to maybe pick up the Bake Off story and poison a different contestant this time. <laughs> I killed the only interesting pick. one. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's a good idea. I will um, put that in my little notebook. <laughs> I just find like everything I've done in my life, somehow or another, it pops up, you know? Yeah. Mm. It could always happen. So our, our important questions we ask, since we're talking about cake, I actually like ice cream with my cake. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Okay, so honestly, it changes. <laughs> I, I... Wait, 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 wait. At first, I thought you said queso. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. what? Queso <laughs> ice cream is delicious. Oh, my God. I have had avocado ice cream. Not a fan. Not a fan. Ugh. Just the memories, just the memories. <laughs> but if you put it on the queso ice cream, it would be great. It totally would have worked. <coughs> no. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so <clears throat> we can totally cut this, right? Because we're good at that. We edit. Yeah, we don't edit. So, what? 
What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, I really like ice cream that has chocolate and peanut butter. I'm a huge oh. peanut butter fan. So it changes between the different ones that I can find because it seems like whenever I find a favorite, they, they discontinue it or they change it. And they like, oh, now with pretzels. Well, I didn't want pretzels. So, you know, eh, it changes. I'm, I'm, I'm an extremely loyal person. I'm a Hufflepuff. But <laughs> not to ice cream. No loyalty to ice cream. So your favorite is ice cream? With peanut butter and chocolate. Perfect. Love it. Peanut butter and chocolate. Classic. Classic combos. And now I could put a ganache on it. I know how to do that now. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. You want to know why? Because I don't want to clean up the counter after I pour it. <laughs> I haven't done it. <laughs> okay. Okay. You get a, um, a wire rack like okay. you use for cooling. Right. You put that on top of what's called a jelly roll pan, which is just basically like a cookie sheet, but it has edges on all the sides. That's what I use. Yeah. Sheet pans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, so you put the wire rack on top of the, the sheet pan, uh -huh. put the cake on top of that, and then you do the ganaching. That is a verb. And um, then you don't have a mess. So sure you, you do, in the sheet pan. Yeah, but you can scrape it out into a little bowl and then just like eat it, you know, with your ice cream. I'm going to wait till I have grandkids, then I'm just going to give them the sheet pan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it'll totally work. You know, if my kids ever want to have kids. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, along the way, has anyone inspired you? Oh, lots of people. I mean, vanilla ice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So let me, let me specify. In writing, has anyone inspired you? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first time I picked up an urban fantasy book, it was um, Stormfront, which is book one in the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. And it opened my eyes. I, I, I had read the Dragonlance series because huge nerd. And um, so I, you know, magic is cool, mm -hmm. but there's also like other, like lots of horseback and camping and bedrolls and eating and inns and whatever, but urban fantasy. So that was my first experience. Do you ever like read those books and you're like, suddenly you're craving bread and cheese because they're always freaking eating bread and cheese. Like, and stew and rabbit. Yeah. Ugh. I had a pet rabbit. I do not want to do it, but um. Anyway, so reading urban fantasy really opened my eyes. Like, you can have magic in a modern setting. And honestly, that's the reason why I started writing was because I wanted to make magic my own. I didn't want to have to put it in a world where we'd have to eat at inns or sleep on the side of the road and <laughs> battle dragons. Because dragons are nice. I mean, you just need to give them a chance. And I wanted to create my own. I didn't want to have to live by the epic fantasy rules. And so um, urban fantasy really opened my eyes. And I uh, learned a lot about that. Also, um, Jennifer Nielsen, who is a middle grade and YA author, which I don't write, um, has been hugely inspirational. I had a, a pretty big setback with a novel I'd been working on for three years. Had an, had an agent tell me some things that pretty much rocked my world. And... And um, Jennifer Nielsen. Way or a bad way? Bad way. Okay. I was confused for me. I don't okay, gotcha. want to say because I don't want to start a debate. No, that's but, okay. Um, it's okay. I didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't mm. do it. So um, Jennifer Nielsen found out at, at this huge conference with like 750 people. And she pulled me. And Jennifer Nielsen, she's kind of a big deal. Okay. <laughs> she's kind of a big deal. So she pulls me aside. And first of all, I'm like, how do you know my name? <laughs> and um she uh my friend Brecca told her that's how she knew my name and uh she like talked to me for a good 15 minutes when all these people were like waiting for her and like wanted her autograph and like wanted to talk with her wanted to talk part of her time for 15 minutes it was just me and her and the one thing she told me which has really stuck with me she's like this is not where you end this is your origin story and I'm like yes Good for her. So, yeah. So she's like, you're going to take this and you're going to do better. I'm like, yeah. So That's she's amazing. So awesome. And I love her. And her writing is pretty dang good, too. I'm going to have to remember that. Thing we like in, in the writing community, most of us, there's no such thing as all, are very giving that way, right? So yeah, good for yeah. her for, for, you know, as a new writer thinking, never mind, this is the wrong job for me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hold on. 
no, 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 no. Do not quit. Do not stop. That's this awful. is not where you end. This is your origin. So I'm like, yeah. Anyway, she's amazing. And I love her. I love that. Um, someday, someday we'll be giving this advice to people, right? <laughs> it's it's women like her that we have to remember. This is how we treat people. Yeah. Well, I love I love hearing their stories. Um, like her first manuscript that she shopped around, rejected. Mm-hmm. No way. No one was even interested. And she's like, it's a good thing it didn't get published because that book wasn't ready. But yeah, so I like hearing those stories. And so you, you feel a little bit more like, okay, so it could still happen, you know? Right. Right. I love it. Um, Dave wants to know what genre is hardest to slush pile read for? <laughs> nonfiction. <laughs> do y'all publish nonfiction? Yes. Yes, we oh. do. Both of the I avoid it. Or publish nonfiction. And nonfiction, oh, it's so boring. It's so boring. I mean, it's very factual and straightforward. <laughs> and there aren't a lot of fun stories or, you know, interesting characters to drive the plot. It's it's nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So that's hard for me, especially because, like, if it's on a topic that I am not knowledgeable, not, once again, I word good in the same <laughs> thing. Um, if it's not on a topic of which I have a great amount of knowledge, I don't know if what I'm reading is wrong. I don't know if they're getting it wrong, if they're giving me bad information. So that's really hard for me, too, because, you know, it, it could be like, oh, yeah, this this was good. And somebody else is like, uh, no, that's not even a thing. So I didn't know, you know, that's happened. You're like, I did the best I could, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a reason why we don't do nonfiction. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Uh, Dave has a book for you. He's going to send it. It's uh, called The Complete History of Lint. Wow. That's and not L E N T. That might be fun. L I N T. Okay. I I am actually well acquainted with lint in all of its forms, belly button or dryer. So <laughs> that's all its forms. You know what? You send it on. Spray it. <laughs> Bring it, Dave. Do it. I think once at a writing conference, I yelled to an entire room of people because uh, our slush pile was 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 closing temporarily, and they had like three weeks to get their books in, and so I yelled, "Do it, cowards!" to this entire room of people. So that was that was a proud moment. Did you get a whole influx of stories? Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know if it was from that room full of people, but like, I swear, like, the door, got out. The door was closing, like, zoom, 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 zoom. so many, so many, some of them were good, some of them were good, I like and that. then when we so reopened, positive. it was like floodgates, wow, like, like the end of an anthology that's due March 31st, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. like that one, like that, that? yeah, <laughs> it'll be floodgates, yeah, um, probably. Let's see. We have Keller Beans, the first. Mm, That's Kelly. She says, uh, thank you. Please tell my hubby now boring NF is. How boring NF is. Oh, yeah. I guess her husband likes nonfiction. Nonfiction. Mine too. Mine too, Kelly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's a secret. Y'all come in close. I can tell you a secret, okay? My husband has never read any of my writing. It might be safer that way, though. You know what? It is because he doesn't read fiction especially not fantasy not a fan not a fan and so I told him when my first story came out I was like okay if you ever read this you're gonna have to buy it separately go hide in the parking lot or you know somewhere in in a dark corner and read it and then never say anything to me because I know when he's lying (laughs) so even if he said he liked it he'd do that little eye twitch that he does little twitch and I knew he was lying and so that would just, that would destroy me if he didn't like my writing. So I basically have told him he's not allowed to read it. Yeah, and we're just going to leave it at that. It's fine. You know what? He supports me in writing. He gives mm-hmm. me my writing time. I had a huge deadline that I was completely stressing about, like to the point where there were tears on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And he like sat me down and brought me food and brought me drinks and just like, okay, keep the kids out of here. I'm going to keep the dog out of here, which is impossible. Yeah. And you know, so he's, he really supports me in my writing. He just doesn't read it. Yeah. I think that's actually more common than we think. Uh, Wet Ninja says that that hers doesn't either. Yeah. So, yeah. And my, my husband, as he's, he's putting in here, um, we, we have a rule. Because I take um, feedback really well. But not from him. 
And we yeah, know I that. I feel that way too, that I would, if he tried to tell me, you know, you should, I would just punch him, I think. I'm buying right. Even if he's right, you know, I would, I would still not take it well. So oh, we've no. decided for the safety of our marriage, <laughs> we, should, we should not, so he doesn't read anything until it's already printed. So it's too late to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have a typo. Actually, my husband wouldn't be able to spot a typo. It's fine. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I have plenty of readers that tell me about the typos. It's all good. And oh. I love you. Keep it up. Just send it to me personally so I can fix it. Thank you. Um, I did have one short story that was published. Mm-hmm. Published. And there is about half a paragraph and two lines of dialogue missing. <gasps> and I don't that know happen? how that happens. But the story kind of doesn't make sense. No. And, you know, yeah, so I won't tell you which one that was. Yeah, don't, don't. <coughs> but now it'll be a treasure I may hunt. I not have included the cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder how that happened. Somebody highlighted something and hit spacebar an accident. That's, That's what happened. That's empty games probably yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's what happens when I'm typing. Um, somebody did that when they were editing. Hey, Justin Herzog's in. Hi, Justin. Hey, Justin. Yep, and he says same with him. Wife has no idea what he writes. <laughs> and they're both happier that way. Yep. She's a doctor. She doesn't need to read fantasy. Come on. See, she's reading nonfiction. What is this? What's up yeah. with our spouses? My, my husband loves fantasy. Actually, he's a faster reader than I am, which is completely not fair, by the way. So if like there's a new writer and I'm interested, I'll be like, here, read this. <laughs> and he'll get through the series before I had time to start the first book. Oh. So it's nice. He can tell but me whether spoilers. Yeah. Well, he doesn't tell me about them. He just tells me whether I should read it or not. Does okay. that make sense? Right. So it fair. saves me time. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. My mom says that she reads everything I write. And she's mm. she is my biggest fan. My mom is my biggest fan. She's the best mom. My mom's mom. a huge fan too. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was funny because one of the first things I let my parents read had a a scene in it and um, my dad was very upset with me Oh no! my mom was just like oh yeah no it was good I liked it <laughs> you're like dad I'm married with children here it's <laughs> no, no 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 babies just happen they just happen under the cabbage leaf the stork comes there is nothing that precedes the baby's arrival nothing it just happens uh, I hope my parents aren't on. Because <laughs> they're just nodding their head right now. They're like, yeah, cabbage. That's it. That's how it happens. That's true. Um, let's see. Did I miss a question? I don't think I did. Are the audience? If I missed a question, let me know. Um, but let's see. I have um I have some fun questions now. So let's let's oh, ask no. some fun ones. Not that we haven't already been having fun. I was gonna we say asking, they weren't fun before. <laughs> we were asking very serious business questions. Yes, like the ice cream one. That well, okay, that one I slipped in. But just in case we run out of time, that's important. Okay. Um, so what movie do you go to again and again? Mm, lots. I have several favorites. Um, okay, this is weird. I, well, I'm weird. Um, so the movie version of Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. That one's nice. It is nice. nice. I listen to the soundtrack, actually, only two songs. <laughs> from the soundtrack when I write and um it's 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 funny and um then um uh the fifth element with Bruce okay. Willis and Mila nice. Jovovich that's nice. my favorite movie I've seen nice. it I can recite it for you if you'd like um and as a surprise <laughs> man has right now but it's Michael like, Crawford <laughs> he took me to like the 25th anniversary showing that they had back in the theaters back when people went to theaters nice. it was so great watching it on the big screen again. it was so great so yeah so I don't know I have a lot of movies Willow I love Willow I've been dying I cannot find our copy of it and it's like slowly killing me because I really want to watch it Disney plus if you have Disney no. I just watched it because I haven't watched it in a bazillion years and it was on Disney plus I'm like oh I'll watch it and I was Disney's like wow I don't have Disney plus although Come WandaVision on. is convincing me to get Disney plus uh really want to watch WandaVision. Oh my gosh I cannot I'm I may wait until it's all out uh we didn't do that with WandaVision and all I can think about on Friday is, uh, um, Zafo, can you take a break yet from work? We really need to watch WandaVision. We need to, <laughs> you know, we, you can work later, right? Can we watch it like now? Like, I just, it's amazing. Yeah, my daughter goes over to her boyfriend's house and watches it and then comes back and tells us how awesome it is. And I'm like, oh, fine. WandaVision, Mandalorian, I was like, yeah, that's fine. But WandaVision, sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it's almost, it's almost got me. Almost. Yes. I, I enjoyed Mandalorian, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, we have to watch the next episode. With WandaVision, I just, holy moly. 
Well, her and her boyfriend, she has the Baby Yoda hats, and he has a Mandalorian hat. And it's <laughs> fitting because she's like this tall, and he's like this tall. So yeah, it's it, it really they go together. It's cute. It's so, so cute. They're so adorable. <laughs> um, let's see. If you can write in any world that wasn't your own, which would that be? Speaking mm-hmm. of other fun worlds, that's hard because there are so many good ones. So you're saying if I could write fan fiction, what would I pick? Yeah, it could be fan fiction or anything, just, or, okay. you know, permission, like the, you know, George Lucas called you and said, dude, I need you to write. No way. I'm not working with George. He's weird. No. I also, the contracts are like horrible. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So You're being I've been realistic. this is supposed to be fun, Jessica. Okay. <laughs> I've been rewatching a TV series. I don't watch a lot of TV, but for some reason, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to watch that. So also I was procrastinating because like I said, I had a deadline and every time I opened the file, I would just cry. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch four episodes of that show. So um, (laughs) did you ever watch the TV show Grimm? Yes. I would love to maybe explore some more in that world and some of the creatures and some of the, the different, you know, interactions that they have with each other. Like some just like hate each other and some, you know, are obsessed. Uh oh. Did you freeze? Okay, no, you didn't. All right. Okay. Woo. I was nervous. Oh, it didn't look like it for a minute, didn't it? Sorry. That's okay. Constantly move, Kelly. Just constantly move. (laughs) Maybe you have a ticking clock behind you so we can (laughs) So people know. (laughs) I'm reading the chat. I'm like, where's the next question? Oh, good. People are talking. That's good. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. You're entertaining, Jessica. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, you're a great writer and a very kind (laughs) slush pile reader. Yeah. Yeah, that's why everyone's here. That's right. Not that's because right. I threatened them. <laughs> no, that's, or bri- Wait, I thought you bribed them. That's what you said or, earlier. Well, I bribed the ones I liked. I threatened them. I gotcha. So if you didn't get bribed, you know what group you're in. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so Grim, Yeah, Grim would be fun to write in. I actually, it was yeah. a very fascinating way yeah. to look at that yeah. world. I liked it. And too. I just really love fairy tales. So that'd be cool. That would be fun. Um, let's see. What is the best thing that you have ever, or at least recently, eaten? <laughs> I like these ones. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, okay. <laughs> it's not the best thing, but it's definitely the most interesting thing. Okay. okay so my okay. husband and I, it was our, the 20th anniversary, no, the twenty second anniversary I don't remember dates long time of our (laughs) engagement and we had not been out on like a date where I like you know looked nice and wasn't wearing wasn't drive-through somewhere or you know takeout and so um there was this restaurant that some people had recommended to us really Mm -hmm. really schmancy it's got like a dress code and so we're like let's go let's go it'll be fun so we went and I looked, I looked awesome, by the way. I looked amazing. And, um, and he actually said I didn't look bad. So that's good. Oh, compliment. High compliment that from a husband for many years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're at this restaurant and I, um, ordered a salad, which they said was kind of like a uh, Caesar salad. I love Caesar salad. It's great. I'm like, okay, cool. I know I don't look like I eat salads, but I was trying to be adventurous. So the salad <laughs> comes. <laughs> and it is salad we just eat lots of it yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it is um okay so you know how romaine lettuce is like kind of long and kind of skinnyish, and it kind of curves like it makes a little boat mm-hmm. so there are three romaine leaf boats on my plates just one leaf each and then it's got like shredded like like shaved probably because it's a fancy place so like shaved cheese Parmesan. Uh-huh. the croutons are black so I'm like are these burnt <laughs> they weren't burnt they were like garbled rye or something but uh, at first I was like are these figs what even are these what I, did I miss this on the menu so I didn't know what it was it could have been snail <laughs> I did try one but they were croutons it was just bread it was just like rye bread and it was actually they weren't too bad and then there's a little cup of sauce and a dressing, sorry, uh-huh. not dressing. Shows you how I, um, you dressing know. Dressing a salad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. So I'm like, how am I supposed to eat this? 
You just roll it up and I'm like a taco. I mean, how do you eat it? <laughs> I'm like cutting off pieces of leaf and like wrapping it over because I didn't want the cheese to fall out because that's the best part. And then I'm like dipping it in the sauce. <laughs> and Quentin's just like, Quentin's my husband. He's just like, what? Is that even good? I'm like, yeah, surprisingly, it's pretty tasty. So I ate the whole thing. It was really good, but I was, it was the weirdest thing I'd eaten. Okay. So to answer your question, because like immediately when you said that, I thought of that stupid salad. That's awesome like, though. It wasn't even the best. It was good. I'm not going to lie. Probably won't order it again just because it just, it took a long time. I am I'm not the waiter around the corner taking a picture. <laughs> Oh my gosh, did you see how that lady is eating the salad? What the crap? That's not how you eat it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I feel like well, when I probably, fancy yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just went to a fancy restaurant too, and they put um, beignets on a tree. Ooh. Oh, it's very fancy. Did you steal the tree? Because I would. It was very big, and I carry a very big bag, and it still would not have fit. I know. It's so sad. Let's see. We have some questions. Let's see. Vicky wants to know, um, how fast have you rejected a manuscript? Like what's okay. the I don't reject them. That pleasure is my boss. Mm. So, um, but I rate them and I, the only time I ever don't make it past the query letter is if they tell me, like I can tell in the query letter, it's erotica. Or if I can tell in the query letter that they, they tell me it's been self-published or published with another company, which has happened before. Um, so yeah, I just, just broke ties with my publisher and I have my rights back. So you cool? We're not cool. We're not cool. Sorry. So uh, that I, mm, there was one. <laughs> I'm going to bet that's in your submission guidelines too. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it is. I believe it is. I'm, I will have to double check that actually. But there was one where, um, First of all, the the query letter was a rambling mess. She said the first paragraph came to her in a dream when she was 18 or something like that. She might have been 16. I'm not sure. And it was just a really, really long query letter about how she like just really, really wanted to write for years and years and things like that. And, and a little bit about the book on occasion spattered here. And I open it and it says it's like, um, how many pages long? It's like 800 pages. Oh. <gasps> But it's because it is formatted in the weirdest way. It is like, there is like maybe a paragraph on each page. It's ginormous font. It's like margins are like, whoa. It's, it was so weird. And the font that was used was difficult to read. Mm. So if you have ideas about the font you want your book to be published in, that's great. But when you're submitting it, please. <laughs> Use Times New Roman. I mean, come on, Courier. You know, use something that's easy to read. Because if I can't even read your manuscript, it's not going anywhere. So it was a weird font. It was weirdly formatted. And we even have, like, guidelines on how it should be formatted. Because it makes it easier for us to read. And believe me, you want it to be as easy as possible for me to do this. So I can, you know, I don't hate you immediately, basically. Mm -hmm. Because yes. it's an uphill battle. And uh, I, I didn't even get past the first page. First of all, that first paragraph that came to her in a dream was... <laughs> you're like, and you're killing me, man. Sense. It's like, maybe you need to go back to sleep and try that again. Perhaps you <laughs> an editor this time. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so that one, I okay, I think I might have made it to the second page and realized the whole thing was formatted like that. And was just like, no, I'm out. Mm -hmm. The writing was just, it was awful. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't it was very, I shouldn't say awful. That's bad. I don't want to discourage anyone. The writing wasn't where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. That's better. That works for me. I, I see a lot. It's like, you can tell if no one else has read it. Yes. You can yes. tell. Not even their so. mother sometimes. Cause sometimes their mom would be like, oh honey, my precious sunshine. This is dumb. Don't do this. This That's is right. <laughs> Or at least format it better. They at least would have told on that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot where people have already formatted their books to look like a book. Don't do that. You don't, don't need to do that. do that because they think, Oh, well, if it already looks like a book, then they're going to want it. Like, cause they can envision how it'll be like, a, I don't know what their minds are. They're different people than me. I'm very much a follow the guidelines and 
don't make them hate me kind of person and right. possibly, you know, be friends with them at the next convention or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, like you said, don't make me mad. Like I'm reading in manuscript and I'm getting mad. Um, that that's not good for you. It's not going to be good. Yes. Unless I should be getting mad because that was the a feeling your story is invoking in me. Not that is not in reaction to your font choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or your formatting or repeating the same word over and over again. Or yeah. Oh, you so many do? things. So many things. Or they have a prologue that talks about one thing and then chapter one is something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, or, and then they wake up from a dream. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah one, of, one of my close friends, she's an agent and she will automatically reject for that automatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's in I her mean, guidelines. Don't send me anything where they wake up from a dream. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that, 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 the thing is that is a newbie, new, newbie writer flaw, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I judged a first chapter contest once and, um, we give them feedback and I always try to give them as much good feedback, if not more like this was great. Your dialogue is strong. You know, I really like this character. And sometimes I have to stretch like, wow, those sound like cool shoes. You know, and <laughs> yes. sometimes it's a stretch because right. they're new, because they're new, but I always want to encourage them, but I do want to give them a way to, you know, build like, maybe study up what passive voice is and try to avoid that. You know, you need to learn how to use dialogue tags because all I see are talking heads, you know, that kind of thing. So this one girl had written, it it actually was a very interesting story until at the end when she wakes up from the dream. Mm. And then I felt cheated. Yes. Then I'm mad. Robbed because Uh. this world was cool, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So I, I was very nice, I thought, in the feedback, and was just like, please don't wake up from the dream. It is considered cliche. Mm-hmm. Show me the world that she lives in, then show me how the dream world is better. You know, that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. you got to break the world, right? That's part of writing the book. Yep. And um, yeah, so she got on the group that sponsored this first chapter contest. She was mad. She was so mad. <laughs> And she's like, well, no one ever told me. And I'm like, really? Then you haven't done your research if no yeah. one ever told you. Because right. it is said repeatedly, repeatedly, along with don't look in a mirror and describe yourself. Yes. So don't wake up from a dream to an alarm and immediately go look in the mirror and describe yourself. Uh-huh. I, You know what? Ian is probably going to write that exact same thing and like submit it to me. And I'm just going to have to punch him next time I see him, but he's a lot <laughs> taller than me. So I'll probably just like punch his kneecap or something. I mean, but, that could hurt. Yeah. Don't do it, please. Thank you. Okay. No, I laugh. Cause I read, I think it was uh, Kevin Eikenberry's one of his, um, I think it was the sleep protocol. Oh yeah. He was sleep on last week, right? Sleeper protocol. Yeah. That's it. And then that's in first person. And his character gets up and looks in the mirror and he goes, yeah, I look the same. And he leaves. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's great. Yes, it was brilliant. <laughs> oh, it made me so happy. My um, chestnut curls just fall down my left shoulder and my feet. Really? Really? Oh, it was so funny. Like, yep, I look the same. Walk away. <laughs> Oh, you know he did that on purpose. <laughs> I, I bet he did, honestly. I will have yeah. to ask him about that because I bet he did. I meant to. It was one of my questions and stuff. But, you know, we talk and we don't get to all the questions. But that's good because we want the audience to ask questions. Yeah. So, um, it's like when the audience asks questions. Yes, we like them. We like the audience to ask questions. We want your questions. You've got um, two in the widget. What? Widget confuses me. Sorry. <laughs> It's an easy place for me to store them when I grab them out of the chat. Let's see. Kit Falbo says that um, they self-publish. Is there any good reason to brave the slush pile? Well, besides, hopefully Kit heard earlier that if anything that is already Mm self-publish, don't send that. Yeah. Um, Well, just to us. Other people do. They do. Well, I don't want them either. There's nothing I can do if it's already published. Yeah, honestly. Um, um, Is there any reason to traditionally publish? Okay, well... It opens you up to basically an entire company of people who are trying hard for your success. Um, it is people you, you don't have to, to 
like write checks for like when you're an indie publisher you have to write the check to the editor you have to write the check to your setter you have your formatter setters or formatters setter sounds like a dog okay your for your book formatter you have to write the check to your cover cover artist you have to write a lot of checks and you, you don't do that when it's traditional you know it's part of the royalties that are earned from the book and uh you've got everyone there is working for your success because your success is their success um, there are books that I find in the slush pile that I love and I probably get really annoying to my boss because like every time I talk to her, I'm like, so what's the news on this book? What's the, so how's that doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So are we going to publish that one? Cause I really, I love that one. You know, <laughs> I get really annoying and I know I do, but she knows how much I get really invested in these mm -hmm. and we've published some. You know, I got one down here that we published, and I'm so excited. We got another one. Actually, she was going to be, the author was going to be on tonight, but she um, couldn't make it, and or she was just going to be in the chat. And uh, I, I championed that book hard because I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> and we're publishing it. And, that just make, and I'm just like, I found a good one. <laughs> so you've got an entire company of people working hard for your success. Because your success is their success. Mm -hmm. And traditional is difficult and it's changing. It's not the same that it was five years ago. It's not definitely not the same as it was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's changing. And who knows what it'll look like in another 10 years. But, you know, traditional is not for everyone. And that's fine, too. Indie publisher, indie authors, there's some good people. Some of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Indie authors had never even considered traditional, and that's fine. I still yep. love them, even yep. though they're flawed. I believe in that get as published as, in as many places as you can, because yeah. there's a different audience everywhere. At, and the hardest part is finding your audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to get different eyes, and mm -hmm. that's what you want. Different eyes, different readers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you want. I like that. Yep, very nice. Keller's impressed because you're very passionate about what you do, she says. I am. I get teary. <laughs> I get angry. I get angry when a book that I championed hard doesn't make it past the marketing phase because the marketing team shoots it down like, we don't know how to market this. And I just, <laughs> I get angry. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I, I love what I do. I hear a lot that what I do is their, someone's dream job. Well, guess what? It is my dream job too. Aww. And as hard as it is, um, I earned the title um, Crusher of Dreams uh, being a slush pile reader because I had been working at um, Shadow Mountain for a few weeks mm -hmm. and it was hard. And um, my husband comes into the office one day and he's like, hey, you crushed any dreams today? And I burst into tears because I had. Oh. Because I had. And I said no to these books. I gave them the lowest rating and I said no. And even though they're good books they're either not quite where we need them to be or it's not something we publish we have no room for it really we don't have a place for it in our catalog one of my friends wrote this amazing YA romance it was so good I loved it it made me laugh it made me cry I might have peed a little it was a good book it was perfect there was no place for it in our catalog it's mm. not what we published and it broke my heart she has since gotten it published, and so good for her. She's amazing. But <laughs> I really, really love what I do. This is this is the best job ever. Yeah. I mean, forget decorating cakes. This is the best job, okay? This is fun. Even though I don't get to eat the leftover books. No. I I, I think that's uh, frowned upon. <laughs> Normally. Normally. Yes. Excellent. Well, so as we finish up today, I would like to know where can fans find you and your work? Okay, well, I'm on all my stuff's on Amazon. Um, good luck spelling my last name. It's kind of weird. It's like the islands or the cow. You know, there's a cow too. Oh, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> um, so I'm on Amazon. I have those four anthologies that you've been seeing the book covers for. I have another one um, coming out, particular passages. And I'm sorry I failed to get you the book cover on that one. And then I have a couple other projects that are coming out. I will always announce new stuff, new releases on my Facebook page. I do not currently have an author page because eh, Facebook, I don't know. I spend too much time there anyway. So um, <laughs> you'll, you'll believe me. And I, I, if you, 
I will tell you when, when I've got good stuff coming out. I can't, I can't be quiet about it. I get so excited. (laughs) Excellent. Well, for everyone who Jessica is now your favorite writer, um, please make sure to review her work. This is a wonderful gift that you can give all of your writers. Um, and also please review this podcast. You can also follow us. And we had two new followers tonight. Thank you very much for following. Who'd we had? We had Lindy and Keller. So thank you for following. And thank you to our amazing subscriber. We have uh, Dave subscribing. Yay, Dave. Woo! And we have Helen. And there was somebody from last name, uh, last time. Who was it? Safe, if you can remember, can you tell me? Um, and so we have, uh, the subscribers. So thank you so much for doing that. We're going to get a new video card so we can have fun with this thing. Um, and if you are not watching this live, make sure to tune in on Tuesday nights, um, twitch.tv slash cursed dragon ship at 8 PM central. And we'll see y'all next time.